got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. Welcome to today's podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. Today we're going to answer the question, how do we as Christians function as Americans? And so we're going to, we're going to answer this question. Uh, we could go a lot of different ways with this, and we, we might in the future. But we're going to answer this today in the sense of, of policies, political ideologies, and, and, and things that happen in the realm of what being an American is. One of them is not uh, completely exclusive of the other. And yeah, I think we both thought this would be an interesting topic just knowing throughout the last 100 years or so, maybe the conservative mindset and the evangelical mindset almost being synonymous with the foundation and ideologies of, I guess, what America was built on. Right. And I guess at least even my, my, my own argument would be that, you know, America in and of itself should not be thought of as synonymous with our faith, with Christianity. And I think right. that's, we just kind of want to dive into a couple of those topics and just kind of, I don't know, just talk about some ways that, yes, our our Christian faith is going to say maybe yes or no, or lean us toward a certain direction on a, maybe a, you know, a policy that maybe we have, but then given the freedoms that we have in this country, I guess in a way, how do we as Christians justify some of those ideas that we can vote for in the light of freedom? So I think we need to, to really just set out the fact that we are Christians first, but we are Americans second. And you know, Paul writes in, in Romans 13 to uh, the first verse to let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. And so there is, there is a sense that, I mean, there's, there's more in Paul where he identifies himself as a Roman citizen mm-hmm. um, and talks about um, just what all that means in that time era. But we have to, we have to remember that we are Americans and that we do, we are subject to our governing authorities, whether we love them or hate them or otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, we still are, we're, st- we're still Americans. We can't just remove ourselves from that. God doesn't allow us, in general, to uh, just disregard our government, to disregard our policies, or you know, um, like we can't, we can't just stop paying taxes because we don't like what the government's spending their money on. That kind of thing. We're we are still citizens of America. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just citizens first of the kingdom of God. All right, I'm going to throw out a question to you because I don't want to answer first. Of course. So, <laughs> should gun control be a thing or not? And Depending on your view, how should we react to that topic as Christians? So let me just say, I think there's there's two sides to this, and and it's it's the debate we're having in America right now of of just straight out logic and common sense, literal common sense, not the uh, common sense gun reform that they that politicians keep talking about. Literal, just common sense mm-hmm. uh, versus the Constitution. Uh, the Constitution, Second Amendment, says that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. So I think politically speaking, I think that that, uh, to me, that means pretty much anything should go. You know, if you want to buy a tank, Mm -hmm. you should be able to buy a tank. If you want to buy a tank, absolutely obliterate the shed in your backyard, sure. As long as that's not infringing on somebody else's privacy or that, you know, I I have no problem with you buying a tank, Mm -hmm. but you better not be driving it onto my driveway. Sure. But I think there's also some common sense there with, right. um, I worked as a mental health technician, um, in a behavioral health hospital 
and there were a lot of people in there who should not be allowed access to guns for their own protection or for the or for the protection of others. Mm-hmm. The problem comes in is when the government decides who is deemed dangerous. Right. Because as soon as you give the government the ability to trample on your rights, then mm-hmm. you no longer have rights. Yeah. So I think there, there's a there's an issue of common sense there. But as far as Christianity goes with our response to that, there's definitely nothing in the Bible that outright says, I have a God-given right to own a gun. Right. Yeah, and then even just it, I think... Because I agree with everything you're saying, even get back to your, you know, tank analogy. Yes, like there's a lot of, you know, guns slash things that can blow up that are super cool. But at some point, what is necessary? And I personally, like when we're talking about the amendment, purpose of that amendment is to give us an ability to defend ourselves or to protect our property. Do you need a tank to defend your property? Uh, I'm sure someone can make an argument that yes. Me personally, no. So there is the the argument. I don't know. You live they, in a you live in a duplex. I mean, depending who uh, your neighbor is. <laughs> I also live in a duplex. I don't even know if I can get the tank up the driveway. <laughs> but Park, you have street parking though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I I agree with that to an extent, but again, going going just to the Second Amendment. I don't think that there, I mean, there's no caveat of to defend myself. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, I mean, that's understood with the, with the well-regulated militia part of it, mm-hmm. but the right shall not be infringed. That's where you get, that's where you again, get dangerous of what is necessary to defend yourself mm-hmm. because you can make the argument that, well, an ax can defend you. So why do you need a gun? Right. And so then I guess my biggest problem from the Christian perspective is that for a lack of a better thought, we've pretty much been willing, at least on the evangelical side, been willing to lose our limbs for this topic in an area that I don't see explicit in Scripture as being an issue. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think the self-defense argument is is not very biblical. I don't see hmm. I don't see defense of my me only myself as really being in scripture. Mm. I think the defense of others definitely is. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not saying that, that, that self-defense is necessarily uh, wrong. Right. I, cause I, I, that's not, it's not in the Bible. I mean, people take verses out of context all the time with, mm-hmm. um, with Jesus, you know, telling uh, the disciples not to take a sword and, you know, turn the other cheek, that kind of stuff, which doesn't apply whatsoever. It's just misquoted. But I think you, I think you have a much harder time arguing for self-defense of yourself versus self-defense of others right and i think where at least my my personal big point is that if our whole point as being christians is to spread the gospel and tell people about jesus why are we degrading from that point by taking such a strong stance on something like gun control when i personally yes i live in america as an american citizen and want my freedom to do what i want because that's what i believe this country is built on right right. as a christian I don't want that to degrade from the ministry that is before me. And when I take such a strong stance in opposition of someone who needs to hear that message of freedom that Jesus brings, I think that degrades from it when we take such a strong stance on something like gun control. Okay, so for another question, I'll ask you this one. Since you uh, give me the easy one, I'll give you the harder one. Oh, boy. Is uh, the legalization of, of gay marriage, should that be constitutionally allowed 
And regardless of the answer to that, how do we respond to it as Christians? Personally, just as a blanket statement, I believe it's wrong. We can get into that later because that in and of itself is an entire topic and one that, yes, needs to be approached with truth, but also I do believe with sensitivity to gain a proper understanding. Especially being in the military, I believe in a lot of the freedoms that America just provides being itself. And so when we look at us being believers, yes, I believe it's wrong, but I'm just going to throw my opinion out there just straight up. As an American citizen, avoiding the idea of me being a Christian, I wholeheartedly believe that the idea of same-sex marriage aligns, or that freedom of same-sex marriage marriage aligns with the values that America offers, just in that being free. I would agree with that. I think there are some arguments to make against it. I mean, there's been studies done about um, what happens with, with kids of, of gay, lesbian, well, just what happens with kids of, of LGBT parents? Um, there, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of lot of, a lot of detrimental stuff uh, to kids there. I mean, so there are, there are some ar- logical arguments of why it's a bad idea. Right. That being said, bad ideas um, don't necessarily need to be outlawed. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like uh, another thing is, you know, we both think that the Bible teaches that it's wrong to get drunk. I by no means think that that should be illegal. Right. So there's there's a line there of. Some things are a bad idea, but that doesn't mean that they should be illegal. It's one of those things where we can't legislate righteousness. Kind of going back to our, our last topic, we have to have different standards based on uh, based on your faith and based on your sanctification process. Mm-hmm. So me outlawing gay marriage because I think it's wrong and God declares it wrong, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily pertain directly to somebody who doesn't believe the Bible. Right. So our constitution, I think, I think the the big the 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 big problem here isn't necessarily gay marriage, as far as it pertains to the constitution and and the government. It's that the government just should have nothing to do with marriage, hmm. because because as soon as you as soon as they legalized it with a Burgerfell, it immediately and everybody knew it and it's proven itself. It immediately immediately tr- trampled on religious freedom because mm-hmm. people like you and me who think that it's wrong no longer have near as much of a legal leg to stand on because they deemed it a right. right. If you just have the government not deal at all in marriage, mm-hmm. there'd be no problem there because gay people could go get married mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be left in the dust because of what we believe. And that's where the problem lies. It wasn't so much, because when it came out, it wasn't so much the fact that, because people were already being gay. like They, were, they just yeah. weren't legally married. Right. The only thing it did was give them legal protection. Right. Which, I mean, again, like we can make arguments on that case too. I think that's another discussion mm-hmm. to have. But the prob- the big problem with it is that we gave them a status that is hard to reconcile with religious freedom. And mm-hmm. that's obviously been, you know, the Christian Baker stuff. Um, I think Hobby Lobby had something go on. Like there's been a lot of these cases. Right. And it just proves that that's an issue. So what about something like legalizing marijuana? So I want to break that down into into two separate categories. Uh, we've got like like the CBD oils and stuff, and then we've got like just people smoking pot. Right. Uh, the CBD oil stuff, I I, I don't know. I've you know I've seen a little bit of research on it. I I don't know. Quite mm-hmm. honestly, I I really don't care. To me, that's like an essential oil. If it's not getting you high, um, I have I have I don't care. Like, um, man, marijuana. That one's that one's that one's a hard one. Um. 
because where do you draw the line? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of take that back to like the prohibition era and, you know, should we outlaw alcohol? And then we kind of stop that just because we couldn't. Um, and that's kind of what they're doing with, with marijuana essentially too. Mm. But then, then the question becomes if we, if that's okay, then, you know, then we get, keep on going down the road. It's like, well, why can't cocaine be legal? Mm. Um, so, uh, as a as a Christian, um, I I would say again like the CBD oil if that works for you great if if not it's it, it's not getting you high so I don't think there's there's any reason to to oppose that whether it works or not uh, so as far as a Christian smoke smoking pot to get you high I think that's um, I think that's wrong especially you know on a on a number of different levels uh, a general consensus would probably agree with that um, that uh, smoking it to get high is is wrong. Um, but man, as far as the the legal side of it, and how should we react as as Americans? Uh, for one, if you're in a state that is, well, actually, why don't I point this to you? Let let's let you answer that question. If you're in a state like, say, Colorado, pot mm-hmm. capital of America, where it's legal, but your federal government says it's illegal, how do you respond to that again, both as a Christian and as an American? Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so again, this is gonna completely my opinion definitely not a poli sci major anything well let's be honest if if you're listening to us and don't want our opinions you're totally listening to the wrong thing that is fair um so i would say just to kind of bluntly answer your question i think for oh man if i'm just gonna go with my gut i think i i like how we have as a nation we give power to the state I, I believe that this type of topic and issue is a little more universal. If you'd agree with that, it's something that's whether directly or indirectly affect every American. And also for the sake of continuity, I would say that a topic like this personally, I would probably throw to the federal government should be the ones to universally either allow it or disallow it rather than States taking the onus upon themselves to say, we're going to do this or that. Because that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves about states is just the different, some of the laws, some laws are good, but some of the laws that are just different from state to state, like gun control, that are so different from state to state that it's almost impossible to kind of keep some of that continuity. So you're saying if if you're somebody who lives in Denver, even though pot is legal there, since the federal government has deemed it illegal, you would lean towards the argument of, again, just as an American, that you shouldn't smoke it. Right. I mean, I'd make the same argument if a say if we're say if we replace the argument with alcohol, and say the federal age limit's still twenty one, but a state decides that they're going to go with eighteen. There's probably a reason why the federal government made it twenty one. Now, if I'm in that state, honestly, like I'm probably going to go ahead. If I'm nineteen years old, I'm probably going to go ahead and drink. But if I'm going to object objectively look at the situation. I would probably say that the federal government would be the law that I would abide by in that situation. And I think I'm assuming you're 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 claimed to that as as a Christian too. Like that that, that you claim to that train of logic as a Christian too of the federal government superseding your state government. Yes. Okay. I I I would. We'll just go with that. I would. Honestly speaking, this shouldn't even be an issue because you can't have contradicting laws like that. You can't have the federal government say it's illegal. And then the the states say it's illegal. I mean, that's right. I mean, that is constitutional. That shouldn't be an issue. Hmm. So, I mean, but obviously nobody has really made that an issue here. So it it causes an issue because they won't do anything about it. 
So to get, just to get back to our like main point, marijuana as Christians, I'm just going to say is wrong. Again, maybe in a later podcast where we could you know debate that whole thing, I'm just going to say it's wrong right now. But as Americans, whether or not we should allow it or not, we kind of had that. I like the talk we just had about state versus you know federal mandates. That was a pretty that was pretty cool. Something I haven't really thought about too much. My my big issue, sure, big picture. I think it should be a freedom, but I do think that countries, not just the U.S. countries, especially with COVID going on right now, when we're approving drugs or substances or th- or even food that we're putting into our bodies, there is a responsibility of that country to make sure that that is actually something that's not going to be completely detrimental to our bodies, if that makes sense. I mean, I think you kind of kind of pushing this back to the uh, the the previous argument about gun control. I mean, like, let's take this to the extreme of you know we shouldn't just outlaw nine millimeter guns, but I also shouldn't be able to buy an iron dome system, set it up in my backyard, and shoot down the air force if they fly over my property. So like, there's there's a yeah. there's an obvious line right. somewhere in between those. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know where exactly that is, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's you know on the far extremes, it's obvious. But I think it's the same thing with with things like marijuana or alcohol or anything where on the one side, it's, yeah, I don't really see why we would need to outlaw that. You have the total other side where it's like, yeah, that definitely should be outlawed. Mm -hmm. But then it's, okay, well, if we're going to say marijuana is okay, then why not this one? If that that one's okay, then why not that one? And eventually we do get to that extreme. So that's, that's that's where the confusion comes in. I don't think that there is a great answer for that. So you live in North Carolina now. South Carolina. So, <laughs> you did live in North Carolina for I a did, while. I did. I so, did. You live in South Carolina now. And just a couple of months ago, by the time that this actually uh, gets published here, they reinstated uh, the death penalty by firing squad. Uh, you can, I guess you can comment on that too if you want, but I guess the question is uh, how do we as Americans, we as Christians, Christian Americans, view the death penalty? So this one's... One that I have been wrestling with for a while. Growing up in a conservative environment and gun-ho American environment, the death penalty, I guess for a lack of better thought, was was almost a right in some in some ways. Like it was like you yeah, should have been in Texas. <laughs> I know, like very much so. Like that mentality of yeah, like the lot, like almost like the logical. If nothing else works, and for the lowest of low life. You have the death penalty. More recently, as a believer, especially as I've grown in my understanding of God and his justice, and I won't get too much into it, but basically as a Christian, I believe that that end justice is reserved for the Lord. Now again, being in the military, we do send some justice you know, toward our enemies. I do think there is something different, though, about actionably defending our country. Again, that's a whole nother, you know, topic of debate of one that I probably won't be able to have until I get out of the military but when you have someone I guess for in the prison system or in captivity or whichever way you want to put it and you're handing out judgment in that type of way as a Christian I have yet to be able to back that up I'm not necessarily saying it's wrong or that it's right or whichever way I sit on it. But it's one of those areas that I do find hard to justify personally. As an American, my heart wants to say that it is 
that it should be a thing because we have some pretty miserable people in the world who deserve the death penalty. So I guess what I'm getting at, as an American, or as Americans, we should have the ability to hand out justice within our justice system. I just have a hard time reconciling that as a Christian, but as an American, I do think that that is on the table. So I'm going to actually disagree with you a little bit here, because I, I think, I I mean, I agree with the with the American side. Um, I agree with the with on the Christian side, though, and I point to, to Romans 13 again, where we're Paul is talking about being subject to those uh, in authority over us. Um, and he says in verse 4 to that, uh, If you do wrong, be afraid, for he, meaning the government, does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. And there's a lot of theology that, because you, you mentioned the thing about that being kind of like the final judgment of somebody. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of theology that we can we could go into on that front, mm-hmm. um, which is not the time nor place for that. But I, I don't think, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just don't think it's a, it's a legitimate argument for this. Mm-hmm. My, my problem with it is, is if you're going to have the death penalty, it A needs to be reserved for the worst of the worst, which is where we're at that point. We're not yeah. just, you know, killing people who jaywalk. Right. Um, otherwise, I'd be dead. Uh <laughs> but my other point is is the death penalty is meant to be a a threat just like just like jail time if your punishment for killing somebody was you had to pay five dollars there'd be a lot of killing but you we have a justice system that punishes people to deter them from committing these crimes the problem with the death penalty here in america is that it takes 20 or 30 or 40 years by the time you go through all the appeals and everything mm. and at that point it's no longer worth doing right um i don't know if this is a good analogy or not but there's a song by uh by a guy named buddy brown he's a he's a youtube guy country singer well singer he plays his guitar on the bed of his truck uh but he's got a he's got a song called um if this country still had balls mm-hmm and his basically, he's saying I have no balls. Well, draw your own conclusions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but his whole point is basically, if they're guilty, like let's hang them high in the streets like we did in the old days. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna you know back up that whole song, but <laughs> but the logic is that if you're guilty of of something that the death penalty is worthy of, if like like let's go with like Jeffrey Epstein. Mm-hmm. There's no reason a guy like that sits in prison for 20 years. But if the death penalty is reserved for the worst of the worst, it's carried out by the government in a just way and in a timely manner where it is a threat and it's not a 30-year process. I think with with Romans 13, I think you I think you could justify that both as a Christian and as an American. And I think most people as Americans would agree with that. Like I mean, I don't I didn't really ever hear anybody say that we should have brought Bin Laden back alive. Nobody really cared. Again, we're talking about the death penalty as a principle, not necessarily as individual cases. So I think as a principle, I don't have a problem with it. Um, It's it's more, my problem is with the way we're enacting it. Which that would be back to my biblical point, because I think in principle, as an American, I have no problem with that. I'm saying in principle, principle, I don't have a problem with it as a Christian either. In principle, as a Christian, potentially. But... I still, I, I, I'm having a hard time. Yes, like if if we lived in a perfect world, a perfect government, I'd probably agree with you. 
I'm having a hard time justifying off of what we have in scripture. Again, some of it might be just ignorance, but justifying based off of scripture that we have the outright right to enact the death penalty in the way that we are carrying it out, which is kind of, I guess, what you're saying as far as the process is skewed. Right, because I, my, yeah, my point is the death penalty as, just as a principle, can the government put people to death for the things that they've done? I would say yes, I think that that's what Paul's saying in that verse. That being said, like you said, no government is perfect, and so you're going to have governments that, that twist that, you're going to have governments that don't, um, that they don't use the death penalty for what the death penalty should be meant for, mm-hmm. but at what point do you no longer have the right to life? Right. Which that's where I don't sound see that said in scripture. And so that's hard for me to justify us being that judge without, you know, pulling out an old Testament story of God being like, kill this person. There's plenty of those. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, David lined them all up and saved every third man. If we just do the reverse of that, even I think we'd, uh, we'd have a lot less problems. (laughs) (laughs) does our american philosophy ever trump our christian theology in a practical everyday life kind of way well okay i would say i would say no i think not to get myself in hot water but i mean just be honest my my first obligation is to my faith where that gets gray and where that get becomes an issue is when my country is asking me to do something or to vote upon something or to take part in something that under my understanding of my faith either I don't quite understand or maybe I'm maybe I'm even ignorant about it or haven't even thought of but I have to make that decision in I guess a quick manner like I don't have I'm, I'm, I don't thinking, the I'm thinking even to... along the lines of like like um like we talked about gay marriage mm-hmm. like should should you support gay marriage as, as an American basically in your life when you combine your American and and Christian you know angles I guess of your philosophy do you support legalizing gay marriage because even though you know it's wrong right or same thing you could have been said with marijuana you know whatever like does does that side ever trump not your Christian side like in your head but practically on the on the outward no I got you the I think there's it's what what's hard about it is that it's so dynamic. If say if we were to vote tomorrow on gay marriage, I'd probably vote against it. Yeah, same. Because I think that's what my heart and my gut would go with. I think on something like that, there's a matter too of it doesn't matter. It's not about the legality; it's about the encouragement of it. Right. That's going to encourage people to do it. Obviously, look what's happened to the country in the last. What was a burger fell? Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Seventeen. I think so. I mean, look what's happened since that. Mm-hmm. Or you like Roe v. Wade. So, I mean, I think that there's that line, too, of, you know, allowing something is going to encourage it if it is already prohibited. There, There's the argument of it. It makes something more accessible. Yeah. Which that's hard to validate or justify as a Christian. I think the big, the bigger issue at hand is whether or not we allow someone to do something or not because they are going to do it or not do it for the most part. Yeah. I think the the way that we need to look at that situation is how are we going to help those people who are on the other side of that policy and of that idea? How are we going to help them understand that 
whether we whether this becomes legal or illegal how do we help them understand that this isn't just something that we're that as christians that we're not trying to force them into a corner in this legalistic way but how how do we communicate through policy that this is detrimental to you and your actual life we have to take into account what our what our witness is and how our position will affect that. It's gonna be it's gonna be really hard for you if you're gonna make the claim of gay marriage should be legal. Basically, on on, a, on the American side of you, but the Christian side says it's bad. It's gonna be very hard for you to argue that if you're at the gay pride parade that this is wrong, but it should be legal. You're just by being there, you're gonna by definition attribute your your support to it just as your image. I mean, I think that circles us back to our main point of the idea that Christianity and evangelicalism has been synonymous with American ideals, and that's not correct. I think if we can understand that those things are different, and they are separate, and there is a value system as Christians that we have to live by, but also understand that we live in a country that has a lot of leeway on those issues— if we can have a better understanding of that, we actually might be able to have a better impact and better voice when it does come to the day, when it does come to the voting booth, but then also when it comes to having those personal interactions with people to persuade them that not not that our way is right, but that the our Lord's way, way, that our way is, is best, and that is not only it's not just a you know hierarchy of rules that are you know good and bad, but it benefits you when you follow this guideline. So to answer our question for today, how do we as Christians function as Americans? I think we're going to, we can really sum it up as um, just first that that the Christian side always trumps the American side. No matter, no matter what legally speaking or politically speaking, we might understand it must be grounded in our Christian aspect. Our Christian must be grounded in our faith. Right before anything else mm-hmm. all right i think that does it for today thanks for listening hey everyone thanks for listening to this podcast of dummies with wisdom to give us comments ask questions or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild email us at dummies with wisdom at outlook.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com slash dummies with wisdom